The Lord be with you. Good morning, Cheviot Churches, and good morning to those joining us from other places as well. Everyone is very, very welcome. This is Colin, and I hope everyone is staying well and keeping very safe. Let us worship together on this 21st Sunday after Pentecost, and it's the last of these Pentecost Sundays. I think we've been conscious that here in Scotland, it's been getting darker and darker. And I hope everyone has remembered to put their clocks back this Sunday morning. Um, our services continue at Yetim at 10 o'clock and at Morbato at 11.15. And a video of the, the Yetim service is, is available Right about lunchtime on a sun, the Sunday at the, the webpage. And next Sunday will be communion in both Yetim and Morbato. It will be different from, from usual, obviously, because of our, our restrictions. If anyone would like to have home communion, then please contact me or contact their elder. At the moment, I'm still allowed to go into to houses on pastoral business. And our singing is led by Heather and Gordon, as usual. Our call to worship. The wisdom of God calls to us from the heights, along the paths, and at the crossroads. Come into God's presence to worship, to sing, and to pray. And from our scattered places we come, let us worship God. And we, we sing our first hymn, the hymn 465, Be Thou My Vision.
Let us pray. God, gracious and loving, holy and eternal, your love is steadfast, your presence ever near. And yet you come to us in surprising ways and in unexpected places. Your love is older than time and yet as fresh as the morning dew. Your patience is unending, your faithfulness unmatched. Your name has come to us through the centuries, yet you can always do a new thing to draw us back to you. God, creator, Christ and spirit, we offer you our prayers and praise this day in humble expectation, hoping that you'll surprise us here and refresh our readiness to serve you. God, gracious and merciful, holy and healing, you know our hearts, the times that we've truly loved one another and those times when we've merely tolerated each other. You know our minds, the times that we've truly focused on you and the times that we've pursued our own purposes. And you know our stories, the times that we've followed you faithfully and the times that we went our own way. Forgive our wavering discipleship and half-hearted service and renew our commitment to lives marked by your grace. And people of God, we are forgiven people set free from our past failures to make a fresh start this day and every day. The Holy Spirit empowers us to love God and to love others. Thanks be to God for such everlasting mercy and grace. And now we join together in our family prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And we read from Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians in chapter 2 and reading from verse 1. You yourselves know, brothers and sisters, that her coming to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated in Philippi, as you know, we had courage in our God to, to declare to you the gospel of God in spite of great opposition. For our appeal does not spring from deceit or impure motives or trickery, just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the message of the Gospels, even so we speak, not to please mortals, but to please God who tests our hearts. As you know, and as God is our witness, we never came with words of flattery or with a pretext for greed, nor did we seek praise from mortals, whether from you or from others though we might have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nurse tenderly caring for her own children. 
So deeply do we care for you that we're determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our very selves, because you become so very dear to us. Amen. And the gospel of Matthew chapter 22 and from verse 34. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourselves. On these two commandments and all the law and prophets. Amen. And the Lord bless to us these readings from his holy word. All praise be to God's name. And we're going to listen as, as we hear the hymn 532. Lord, you have come to the seashore. Let us pray. Gracious God, at the start of this new week, recognizing your trust in us, help us to love the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind. Make us always more ready to please you as we seek to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Amen. Last weekend, I was in Galloway, and one of the places that I, that I visited was Threve Gardens. 
I don't know if anyone's been there, but the, the gardens are particularly beautiful at this time of year with the autumn colours. And right at the centre of the gardens is the old house. The property was left to the National Trust in the 1950s, as the owner had had no family to leave the house to. And at the time they were going to pull down the house, Scott's Baronial was out of architectural fashion at that time. But they changed their mind and instead used it as a training school for young gardeners. And I thought that's a lovely legacy. A legacy to leave it to train people, but also to, to make beautiful gardens for people to enjoy. What legacy do we leave? When we look at the Bible, there are so many figures who you could say have left their legacy for good or occasionally for not so good. And the Jezebels and the Pilots come to mind. But certainly, the Apostle Paul left a gigantic legacy as the church came into birth. Now, Paul is a, a very complex character, very single-minded, tireless in his travels, sometimes abrasive, certainly controversial. But his letters to the, the various churches that he had visited and helped to form have shaped the theology and much of the practice of the church even today. And many theologians have looked to Paul, not least the reformers like Martin Luther, John Calvin, John Knox. And, and today in many parts of the, the world, like Germany, United States, and I'm told New Zealand, today's called Reformation Sunday because it was right at the end of October that Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the door of the Church of Wittenberg, which is always seen as the start of the, the Reformation. But today, we read from Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, and that's actually the earliest writing we have in the New Testament, written way before any of the Gospels. And one thing, or maybe there are two things which stand out to me in reading the little passage we had this morning. And one of them was that Paul suffered for the Gospel. He was a Roman citizen, he had status, but despite that, he had been beaten and thrown into jail. He knew what suffering was and was prepared to accept it for the sake of spreading the gospel message. And maybe the fact that he had been in jail and had been beaten spoke to the people around who also knew what it was to suffer. But the other thing that this stands out to me in this passage goes against the more confrontational image we sometimes have of Paul. For here... We're told he was gentle with the people, like a mother nursing her children. It's very feminine language, very caring, very relational. And Paul realised that in order to tell people the good news of Jesus Christ, 
He to draw alongside them and relate to them. He could preach all he wanted to on a Sunday or whatever day. But it was how he lived his life alongside them day by day through the week that would convince them. And we find this in the the gospel reading as well, where Jesus is asked what the greatest commandment was. And he answered immediately to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. In other words, to love God with all your being 100%. But he immediately followed on with love your neighbor as yourself. It's about how we relate to God and how we relate to one another. And of course, it's hard. We, we nod our heads, yes, to love our, the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind. And yet we know that so often our love for God is, is half-hearted. Our love for one another is half-hearted. Because some people can be very difficult and can rub us up the wrong way. And yet we have to realize that that person is made in the image of God too. And so we have to love them. Paul gave of himself for the gospel to the point of being beaten and thrown in jail. And we too are called to give of ourselves by loving God. And by extension, by loving those around and and someone I some commentator I was reading called this radical empathy. But it's working to create a good and, and caring and inclusive society, conscious for the care of all, and caring for our world. Challenging situations which contribute to injustice and which cause pain, standing up against them. What will our legacy be? It's always a big question. But to me, love for God and others is so central. And all else follows from that. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. And we have the hymn 718, We Cannot Measure How You Heal. seem to to cut short there. Sometimes technology can be a challenge. Let us have our prayers of dedication, thanksgiving, and intercession. Let us pray. Loving God, you've given us beyond measure and give us without counting the cost 
accept whatever offering, offering we can offer, and use it that life may flourish and your kingdom come. Faithful God and holy friend, we do not have enough words to thank you for all that you've given to us and the love you share with us in Jesus Christ. In the silence of this time, help us to review the week just past, remembering the ways we encountered you and the beauty of creation, the support of friends, the wisdom of books, the joy of music, the energy of exercise through study and prayer. Be with us as the months of pandemic continue. Give us patience to keep each other safe and make us attentive to the needs of those around us. And in silence we name before you those finding these days especially difficult. God of justice and leadership, we pray for our country and for all the nations facing immense challenges with COVID-19. Guide decision makers and keep the hearts of those with resources open to those who do not have enough. We pray for places where justice is lacking, where violence threatens, or where leaders are untrustworthy. Strengthen voices of wisdom and acts of compassion to tend the needs of people most at risk. We pray for those who are feeling lonely or isolated. Comfort them with your presence and help us to create community and safe spaces of comfort in these difficult times. Pray for those who are anxious and suffering from mental health issues. Comfort them with your peace. And may they hear words of calm and not chaos, words of gentleness and not confusion. We continue to remember those who are mourning. Comfort them with your love and may memories comfort and console. God of grace and God of guidance, you call us to be your hands and your feet, your voice and comfort in this world, following the example of Jesus Christ. Equip us to respond to the needs around us in his name and make us bold to get started here and now. And in this moment of quiet, we bring to you our own concerns and prayers in a moment of silence. Lord, hear these and all our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And our closing hymn is a hymn 130, Ye Servants of God.
And so, people of God, go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Creator, Redeemer and Sustainer, be with you, be with those whom you love, and be with those whom we're called to love, now and forevermore. Amen.